The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Usually when we hear Jesus talk about sheep and shepherds, we picture a scene on a grassy hillside. You heard it in the 23rd Psalm earlier. Green pastures, still waters, peace, calm, and rest. It's a comforting, soothing, and happy picture. But there's something really jarring about Jesus' talk about sheep and shepherds in today's gospel lesson today. Here's the story. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees just after he's healed the man born blind. And the Pharisees are perplexed. How can Jesus be from God when he breaks the law? It's so simple. He broke the Sabbath by healing the blind man, and then he had the nerve to say that they were the blind ones. But they could see so clearly. They could see that they had mastered lawfulness. For the Pharisees, righteousness was like clockwork, as straightforward as counting sheep. Every day, twice a day, there was a burnt offering, a lamb a year old without blemish, and then on the Sabbath, two additional lambs, and then on feast days, seven sheep, plus bulls and a ram. And so if you stood in the court outside the temple on any day in Jerusalem, you could see not just all those sheep as they were brought through the sheep gate in the north wall of the court, but also the countless other sacrifices brought for purification and thanksgiving and redemption and atonement. And so the Pharisees could see so clearly with their eyes that they were good followers of their shepherd Moses. But now there was this man born blind who could see, and there was Jesus breaking the Sabbath, ignoring Moses, and the people were flocking after him. The Pharisees were perplexed. How can this be? To answer the question, Jesus stands up in Jerusalem 
as he often does in the Gospel of John, and he presses the point. I am the door of the sheep. Anyone who skips the door and tries to climb over the wall is clearly a thief and a robber. When the sheep hear his voice, they'll run away. But when the shepherd shows up, he goes to the gate and the gatekeeper opens it, and when the shepherd calls to his sheep, they hear his voice and they all follow along to grassy hillsides, green pastures, and still waters. This was troubling for the Pharisees in many ways, not least of which was that Jesus was suggesting that they were thieves and robbers, that the leaders of Israel were seeking to kill and steal and destroy that they had misunderstood Moses, and that not only was Jesus the door of the sheep, but he's also the shepherd. So no one can get at the sheep but through him, and no one can be a shepherd but in imitation of him. Jesus took their world and turned it upside down. But even more upsetting than all of that is the context for all this talk of shepherds and sheep. Jesus stood up in Jerusalem in a place where sheep are for sacrifice, where sheep enter through the sheep gate on their way to the altar. And there he said, I am the door of the sheep. So you're thinking, happy little lambs on a hillside, but you're seeing sheep obediently and silently following the voice of their masters through the sheep gate on their way to sacrifice. Now there's a precedent in John for Jesus saying really provocative things in really provocative settings. With a crowd of 5,000, Jesus gave thanks and fed them from five loaves. And the very next day, while everyone was still thinking about the loaves, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. And the bread I'll give is my flesh. And then a chapter later in John, Jesus stood up during the Feast of Booths while a pilgrim procession was carrying pitchers of water from the pool of Siloam and pouring them out on the Temple Mount. And he said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And then he stood up during the same feast when all of Jerusalem was lit by torches and festival fires, and he said, I am the light of the world. And in the temple, just before he healed the man born blind, Jesus claimed to be the God of Abraham. Before Abraham was, I am. And everyone picked up stones to throw at him. So it's not entirely unexpected that Jesus should stand up today and say something provocative. I am the door of the sheep. But it is still eminently jarring. After all, sheep are most importantly for sacrifice. So what does it mean for Jesus to promise abundant life to sacrificial sheep? What does it mean for sheep to go in and out and find pasture in the temple, at the altar? This would be a downright dreadful image except for what we know about Jesus and what we've known about him from the very beginning of the gospel. 
Back in chapter 1, John the Baptist is standing in the Jordan River, and he looks at Jesus, and he sees not the door of the sheep or the shepherd, but the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So this is the abundant life that Jesus has come to give us. A life following in the footsteps of his sacrifice. A life in the forgiveness of sins at the altar, where we too become sacrifices, having been led through the sheep gate by the good shepherd who lays down his life for us. We become sacrifices, not slaughtered to atone for sin, but broken in spirit and with contrite hearts, a sacrifice which God will not despise. And just like Jesus, who is the one true living sacrifice, our appearance at the altar is not the end, but the beginning of a new life. And so when you hear Jesus talk about sheep and shepherds and you picture in your mind grassy hillsides, you should also have this image in mind, this scene. Because you are sacrificial sheep. The thieves and the robbers who come over the wall to steal and kill and destroy, they also come with a promise of life. But it's a promise that draws you away from the altar. A promise that tries to spare you from sacrifice. You can see in your own lives how you are assaulted on every side by attempts to get at your heart apart from Jesus. But Jesus is the door of the sheep, and he's the shepherd whose voice you've heard. And again, today, he leads you in paths of righteousness for his namesake, paths which lead you again straight to the altar, where you find the sacrificed Lamb of God resurrected and giving you his life. He prepares a table before you. He anoints you. Your cup overflows. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, and you, the sheep of his pasture, the people of his flock, the lambs, now without spot or blemish, on account of Christ's blood, redeemed to be living sacrifices, you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.